I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. There's so many things that are happening to my brain, my body, my, but you know what? I wake up and I'm like, be grateful. Yeah. For having like health, like all the things I really go through a gratitude list, but I could sit around complaining about my gray hairs that come in or, well, but you know what? In the long run, who cares? We had a fun weekend together. We did. We? we had a sleepover. You and Anna slept over in the little guest house. We had so much fun. You had a great night's sleep, you said. Thanks to who? You can say it. I'm going to thank Helix because it knocked me out. Helix mattress. Fun-filled weekend. We had chicken wings. We had... The potato salad, I'm sorry, was my... Off the charts. Anna should get citizenship today just by having someone at the place taste her potato salad. Agreed. It's epic potato salad. And there was something else on the menu that day. Chicken wings, potato salad. Well, surprisingly, Kim didn't do her salad with her homemade dressing. Incorrect. Did she do her homemade dressing? Yes. Oh, God. She's going to be so mad if she hears this. How do I not remember that? Oh, because we had her homemade lemon Meyer margaritas. Right. Fresh off the tree. That's why I don't remember the salad dressing. Ah, uh, that's the problem. See, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> if you want me to remember the dressing, don't serve me those drinks. Anyway, epic weekend. I needed that reset. It was great. We had so much fun. We laid by the pool. We got into the hot tub in the evening. Oh, my God. That hot tub's getting a lot of use. And then you stayed the night. Then we had coffee in the morning together. Yeah, it was fun. I needed that. I needed it too. I hadn't seen you in two weeks. We were both out of town. We hugged like it was it had been a really long time too. I know. I know. I, you know what? I have to give credit to you publicly for working on your hugs. Because you had a problem for a long time with the hugs. And you really, really mastered the technique. 
I didn't know you were supposed to touch like private parts at the bottom. I thought you had to like have a little separation there. And now I'm just like, here are all my bits. It's just a hug. I know. It's a hug. It's a what? I know that now. I thought there was protocol of like, keep certain things away. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's a hug. And now I really enjoy it. And now I squish in. I like pull you in. Yeah, you get you 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 commit. I do, and I like it. And for years you didn't. I know. And you pulled me aside along with some other people and I was told. It was it was an awful moment for me. Yeah. It was a it was a rude awakening, but it had to happen. Guess where I'm going after this? Getting your hair done. I'm going to become blonde again. It's happening today. All right. It's happening. How how light of a shade are we going? Well, it's time to go back to the realm of Alice's hair color. Not mm-hmm. first season. Let's be clear. I warned you. I warned you about that one. I know. Mistakes were made. But anyway, I have to. It's time. I've been a brunette for quite some time now. You don't look like a brunette, though. That's right now. You didn't or the weekend. It, the The lightness has been coming out. Oh, good. So much. I can't imagine you going. Shouldn't be such a. But should I be more of a radical change? Should it be? Yeah, I'm going to be sort of more natural this time. That's what it looks like now. All right. Well, good. So maybe an enhanced version of what is already there. Maybe I won't be there as long as I thought I was going to be there then. For your sanity, I hope not. It's the worst sitting in those chairs for hours. And that's why I'm grateful I don't do any of that because I wouldn't have the patience. I did for a period of time and I thought, why am I putting myself through this? But you look good as a brunette and why it doesn't look as good on you. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is my zone. But um, I can't sit in that chair for long periods of time or any chair for that matter for long periods of time. Who? I know. I'm going straight from the podcast chair to the hair chair. My goodness. My butt's going to be numb. That's why I don't like long flights. I need like entertainment like a five-year-old on a, on a long flight or I get antsy. I just can't sit still. Do you get up and stretch? On a long, long flight. Yeah, sure shut down. I'm very jealous of the people. Anna's this person. When she gets on a plane, she instantly falls asleep. Same with Kim. I'm like, you're. this is not a travel partner. I turn over to be like, can you believe that? Oh, she's already out. Oh, I don't need a travel partner. It's just extreme jealousy. I get so jealous. I'm like, how do you do that? I like watching movies and getting the fun food. But I was on a plane last week where it didn't have a screen. No, those aren't good. No. Oh my God, we sound we, the, like the, the privilege is ridiculous right now, but I know <laughs> Okay, but I was upset because that's what I got conditioned for. And it, what's, it's what gets it's me It's not true. like we're flying private and we're sitting here talking about it. We're talking about commercial airlines. Everybody goes through this. I was upset. Yeah, I didn't have my entertainment. I needed something. Thankfully, I had a few podcasts already downloaded so I could kill time there, but it wasn't the same. Well, you and I are going to the Dominican Republic together soon. At the end of the month or the beginning of next month? No, I think it's the end of next month. Okay. Well, soon. I have to do, I, I still have to do a video and I have yet to do it. Kate. I know. You know what? I hate doing videos. Who likes it? You just have to get on there and. But I think I'm so allergic to them that I've just been putting it off. You prefer the radio, radio lifestyle off camera? I just don't want to look at my face. No, sometimes I think, oh, I should probably probably post something on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Everybody pretty much knows that about us now. They're, I don't think they're expecting much. Yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to put that on the record, I think. 
It's no content coming out of pants. Well, on pants, our pants site's better. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's go. I thought Eileen wrote this one, but she did not. It was written by Elizabeth Hunter. With all due respect. Uh-oh. Who's, who's that? <laughs> I don't remember. No diss. You can't say with all due respect and not know who the person is because you have to first respect the person you're about to slam. I do respect the person. I really enjoyed the episode. I just can't remember. She's probably running her own series right now, and I've just squashed my opportunity to work with her again. And Yeah, she's probably winning Emmys. Mm-hmm. She's like, not that bitch. I'm not working with Kate Menig. Doomed for failure. I've set my I've set my course. Okay. Well, it was directed by Rose Trachet. And it's called Loud and Proud. And I knew right away which episode it was gonna turn into because it was obvious. But I had forgotten up until I saw the title. Oh yeah. There's there's no I you think either one of us knows what next week's gonna be without hearing a title. Listen, after the high of the previous episode on the boat. I thought, ooh, like any follow-up is going to be rough and it's just going to like be on the cliff's edge falling downward. To this episode's credit, it teeters on that, but it, it maintained a good amount of energy. Can I say overall what I realized today that I, that I hadn't realized this entire time? It's become very clear to me. Okay. I feel like Bet is always in her own TV show. You just realized that? Well, yeah, because I mean, I knew I knew she was always doing her own things, but it's very obvious that wherever we have gone, these other characters, she's never with us. Tina teeters right in the middle. Tina can straddle. Yeah. Even Jenny with her own storyline is still part of the group. Like Bet is the only character who's like, I stand alone. And whatever my friends are doing, I'm sure they're having fun, but I won't be there. I'm not going to be on the boat. I'm not going to be at Gay Pride. I'm not going to be at Dinah Shore. I won't have any fun. I'm not going to be at a party somebody throws. Well, I mean, it's no, she's not having fun, especially in this one. But just I just really saw the clarity of the divide. I'm glad you finally arrived where everyone else probably had arrived. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad we're all in this together now. Okay. Well, I just had to say that a sweeping thought before we go in. So this cold open is taking place in Los Angeles at a BDSM dungeon. Initially with this teaser, I thought, oh no, we're back to some rando teaser with people. And then... The reveal at the end, I, I forgave it at the end of the well, teaser. But then, don't you know it's always going to tie in at the end? Yeah, but sometimes, I, maybe it was more first season. It was a, it was a little looser. Which I, Now they're really, yeah, bringing it home. I didn't like that as much. But this was a nice tight ending where there's a BDM, BDSM environment and then the person leaves and it's present day Los Angeles and we know it's gay pride. Exactly. So it's Gay Pride is, 2005. Right. Which is great because that's exactly what this episode is about. Gay Pride. And then you cut right from a scene like that to like a hospital bed <laughs> with Bette and her dad. And you're just like, this is something. This is why sometimes it is a little jarring for me, the transitions, because they're so completely different. Well, in this episode, I had a similar thought and 
there were three different tones going on for me simultaneously. There were. There was the good time Charlie's, all of us. Then there was the sick father in the hospital with with terminal cancer. And then the third tone, which we'll get to, was Jenny's. And it, yes, it was tied into us, but then it went off on its own track. And Right, but at go, least she... It was, it was a lot of highs and lows, highs and lows, loud and quiet, loud and quiet. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of the boat where it was like... Yeah, it was... We're on the boat. We were at sea, rocking back and forth. No, I know, but where was Bet last episode? With her father. Okay, then we go to Shane and Jenny's. You're watching those tapes again. Shane's watching videos. Shane is braver than me because I would never sit through that. This is where I think ignorance is bliss. Well, we know that. Shane's- no, I'm taking me, Kate. I, w- I don't have the bravery Shane has. Would you ever sit there and say, I'm going to rewatch three, four months of my life without realizing I was... No, and here's what I went through, which I'm going to have to bring up probably five, six times during this episode, but uh, I thought Mark was gone. When he no. walked in, I was like, he's still here? I know. He said goodbye in the last episode. And not only did it, the like, was it supposed to be wrapped up last last episode, but he says goodbye, I think, five times in this episode. I don't think we're there. We're not there. We're not there just yet. You're, you're jumping. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, the guy doesn't leave. No. But... Yeah. So she's watching these videos and then we see Jenny who's making really cool cutouts. I liked the little pa- paper cutouts. I was I like, those too. are cool. <laughs> these are great. I great thought work, they were Jenny. really artistic and cool. Some of her best work so far. I thought so too, better than her writing. And she's sort of blending the fantasy a little bit with real life. Those are her family members. Right. And the nightmares she's lived and then as she's made little paper dolls and they're going inside like hurricanes and circus tents and it was cool we'll come to find out that she's tapping into something deep and dark that she's repressed so this yes. is the beginning of it and then yes. shane interrupts her and i uh to basically sort of clear the air and say can we talk about what's going on currently and i, I i'm rooting with carmen yeah with carmen with the tapes with you know like hey are we are we okay here i root for shane and jenny's friendship i do too i love you guys together me too Shane, well, no, then Shane brings her back to watch more videotapes so we can watch Shane's, you know, self-sabotage music video montage. I didn't quite understand that part. You were like, see? And she's like, you're great. You're worth loving. I mean, listen, it's very, it's very, it's very exaggerated. We know this. It's the L word. But it's Shane's basically saying, I mean, Jenny's saying you're not scary. Although like the whole montage is about the self-sabotage of and I don't know. Anyway, and Jenny's like, cut the crap. You're great. Right. You kind of cut through each other's bullshit. You get to the Precisely. the heart of things. Yeah. Then we're at Alice's and Alice and Dana are role playing a maid and a boss. You guys have not stopped since you got off the boat. We're just little fucker is. We're just. You just got costumes galore and ideas galore. I mean, nonstop creativity. I know. Who gets the. Co- who's. Nobody shows. Who's renting these or buying them? Are we getting them on eBay? What's happening? You guys, I just like how you two have not stopped and have taken it up a notch. Yeah. I mean, this is our thing, clearly. And then the, there's a knock at the door. It's Howie. It's it's Dana's brother. And he's basically like, I'm here for the weekend. Nobody likes this because I did too. Nobody likes it in our space because it's Gay Pride Weekend. And he wants to go. And we kind of think he's like this caboose. We got to 
you know, bring with us. And he's like, right. it's no big deal. We're like, it's for gay people. Gay pride is for gay people. He doesn't care. He doesn't get it. And he tags along. And then uh, we think it's a big buzzkill. But it's not. But it's not. <laughs> We're at a restaurant. Are they at the planet? I couldn't tell with the lighting. I was like, it looks like a really, where were they eating? I don't know. But if Helena thinks that she can compete with Bet at this point, it's comical. Well, how about Tina's like, I'm going to date both of you. Is that cool? And they're both yeah. like, sure. I don't see that happening in real life. Well, it's not. But Helena's psychological warfare needs some work because she says, oh, well, I never thought we were exclusive. I know. Well, that was a defense mechanism. I mean, I don't know why you'd ever think you'd have to tell me that. I'm We've never established. Meanwhile, she's made a nursery and she's... I mean, my God. <laughs> my Christ, you know. She's bought home. They've bought homes together practically. <laughs> they No, it's... I also thought, oh, this is the beginning of the Helena transition into... A normal, yeah, like a more normal personality. Agreed. Like her clothes were more like ours. She was acting a little friendlier. There was some insecurity. And I was like, oh, the shape shifting has started. Yeah. Later on, she goes to the parade and she's among the common folk, which is unlike her. Yeah. With like a tank top on. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, here it is. So they must have taken or realized that Rachel was going to stick on the show. So they started writing, oh, we got to get rid of that devil personality and just make her more normal. We have to, re well, we have to redeem her somehow because it's been anything but since. But I thought, oh, this is the episode that starts happening. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra many. brands? Ugh. And you're like, I like this about it, but not this. Or They're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things. And it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Shane and Jenny, you, you you ask Jenny to pride and she's like, fantastic. Oh, my. No, this is when we're doing the most wholesome thing we've ever done together, which is make a salad. Oh, yeah. And you had a terrible knife. Did you notice that? No. It's like you were cutting celery or something crunchy with like a butter knife and you were struggling and it was making a really loud noise that like you shouldn't really hear when you're cutting celery. <laughs> it's also how you get cut. 
It was definitely a prop knife, but it was, I don't know, it was distracting for me. And so Mark uh, says, hey, and then Mark comes into the kitchen. And yes, he is still not gone and says, do you mind? I'm all packed. I'm ready to go. But do you mind if I spend the night? Because I don't want to draw unpack my stuff at night. Yeah, we do. That's what I would have said. And he does this. There are street lights. You can leave tonight. Yeah. And Jenny's not having it. Shane being the forgiving soul she is. You can tell he's second guessing it. She's second guessing it and she does allow him to stay. And did Shane get gaslit by Mark? No, you. No, Jenny was not happy that you went out and said, yeah, sure. That's what I said. Jenny's not having it. Shane's forgiving. But I'm saying is is, is Shane being gaslit by Mark? Because he's kind of selling himself like, hey. No, I think you're the more forgiving character. I know, but he's pulling this pity story about how he doesn't want to unpack at night and whatever. Really? Who cares what you have to go through? I know. And this is, I'd like to just say for the record, I'm going to say something for the record too today. This is Mark Leaves number one. No, I mean, you know what? I'm going to call it number two because he left last last episode. Mark Leaves number two. Yeah. Okay. He has a lot of false starts. (sighs) Okay. We're back at the hospital. It's, it's the half hour comedy over at (laughs) the hospital. Did you find things that were inappropriately humorous? I don't know. Like what? Like this scene in particular. So Tina shows up. She's brought bed a change of clothes and some dinner. And they start having this intimate talk. And I'm looking at Melvin and it's like he's either reaching for the morphine button or the call button. <laughs> I was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> and I thought, is Melvin kind of wondering to, to himself, how many more episodes until these two get back together? <laughs> yeah, they're working out some like gay pride details. And he's, he's like, oh, Christ. And then. He, and he wants the curtain closed. He's He cannot be bothered with this. Yeah. Close the curtain. I don't want to hear. You know what? I felt a little like I wanted to close the curtain on them too today. And then what also made me laugh is that when, when Tina leaves, Bet sits down and it's like she's Norma Desmond. She's taking off her eyelashes. And, and uh, you know what well, I mean? She, Kate, she hasn't been able to change since Tina's what award show. It still made me laugh. It still made me laugh. She's got the heels on. And then he asked her, what are you going to say to God when you show up at the door? Yeah, I didn't know he was such a God-fearing man. Yeah. And then back to Shane, who I think is also just killing time until the finale, because all she's doing is watching these fucking videos. Interested in the, the library of Mark. All his work. Killing time. She, too, is like, how many episodes are left? It's like you found the Criterion channel. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> What other projects was he? Anyway, then you watch, then now you're watching you and Carmen. Or you're just a narcissist. You're like, yeah, one of the never two. seen myself on camera. Wow. This is what I look like, huh? Then we're back at Alice's and it's just more. Well, Dana of, got asked to be on a float. I don't know. It, it, this, it's kind of a light. Yeah, she is. And Alice wants to be on the float. It's a very fluffy storyline, this episode for us. But it's, yeah, I want to be on the float. She's like, come on the float with me. It's the first time Alice has been called a celebrity. Dana's the first one to say, no, Alice, you're a celebrity. Well, I have the chart, but nobody really knows it. She calls me that. I think she's just being sweet because I don't think the chart has taken off. It just, again, another unintentional moment that made me laugh because I thought, oh, I was like, I, I, thanks for acknowledging that Alice is a celebrity because up until even up until 2022, I too forget Alice. Well, she has a radio show. It's nothing to balk at. Yeah. Is a celebrity because we never get to see Alice as a celebrity. Right. 
Do you, do you follow? You mean the way people treat her. I, I <laughs> yeah. totally get you. It just made me, <laughs> okay. it, they were just unintentional things that made me laugh a bit. I just love, she needs to be a part of everything. Alice can never just sit back. She's like, I need to be there. I need to be on that. I need to do that. If you're going, I'm going. Who's going? Well, I should go. I mean, it's very, I kind of want Dana to have her autonomy a little more. Like, but the big moment isn't about this damn float or you being a celebrity. It's the fact that Alice tells Dana she loves her and then there's silence. Why is it so hard for people to say this back? That is the big moment. Thank you. Sorry. Everyone has a hard time saying I love you back. I don't. I'll say it to the mailman. It, who? You as a person? I love you, you, as Kate. a character? Yeah. I love you too. But you don't throw the I love you, I love yous around as readily as you think you do. Oh. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a really closed off person? No, it's just that the person's got to earn that idea of myself. The person, whoever you're saying it to, they have to earn it. Of course. All right, we're back with Shane and Jenny. Jenny's got her flare sc- French press, by the way. Jenny's Impressed. got her flare scarf on to celebrate pride. What's a flare scarf? A scarf with flair. It has sparkles. Oh, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. glittery. And Does she Mark- have the hat on yet? Not yet. No, not yet. And then Mark shows up with coffee. This fucking guy cannot get the fucking hit. Showed up with coffee because he's about to leave. So it's Mark leaves number three. He has no, I mean, you know what though? Why is this surprising? This is a guy with no boundaries. So why would he just leave when he knows he should? He's going to milk it and milk it. How long does it take someone to leave? Especially when you've done what you've done and you're not wanted. If you're not wanted. That you're going to show up. Now you're going to show up with some biscuits and scones. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. But it worked for you. You took the coffee. And then Shane is forgiving, but Jenny is not. And this scene, I'm sorry, Jenny's a fucking hero. I do not understand the vitriol towards Jenny. When Jenny calls out Mark and his bullshit. She's fantastic. Amazing. But here's where it turned for me. Then he takes his clothes off. He strips down completely naked, holds his dick in his hands. And it's like, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? I'm sorry. It was so extra that I was like. And then she screams at him. What, I mean, do you have any thoughts? I was like, this yeah. is ridiculous. And he has. Why would that be his instinct? I mean, he. I, I wrote down a line because he's because it was so glaringly awful. And we're so much more aware now than we were in 2005. Or four when we were filming this. We were filming this in four, right? Yeah, we were. So it aired in 2005. We were filming it in 04. And his line is, when he's trying to make peace with her, he said, quote, I made a big mistake, but from that I've learned how difficult it is being a woman, end quote. I know. (laughs) Yeah, well, he stands there naked in front of another woman. And she, no, it's the best, the best Jenny moment of all time. She tells him what to do with themselves. I want you to write, fuck me on your chest. I want you to walk down the street. Yep. And go out there and, and, agree, and agree and have sex with strangers and say thank you at the end. Thank you and put a smile on your face while you do it. How can you not like Jenny Schechter? I mean, that's a touche right there. She's a hero. She's the best. I think she's the most interesting character. And the way she's handling this is just like hats off Jenny and now we're at gay pride LA this really is the season of outings I don't think we had as many outings following the years but well do you remember shooting this day I do I do we shot we shot this actually at LA pride in June 
this was their favorite thing to do. And I, again, I think our line producer gets some credit here for being <laughs> uh, cheap and easy. Let's go. She's like, is it happening already? I don't have to really create this. I don't have to do a fake. Great. Let's throw them in. Also, I think it gave like a genuine quality to the show because it really was gay pride that well, day. Well, it did because it's really because you, you're seeing the real street and you're seeing the real backdrop. and and. But most shows will recreate those moments and hire extras. And, you know, they're they and have we a did do that probably, because what but, I was what because we didn't shoot this episode until November. And that's why Jenny is wearing a hat because they knew Mia was going to cut her hair. But when we were shooting this in June, Jenny hadn't had the famous haircut scene yet. So her hair was still very long. That's why they put her in a hat. I could see our hair different lengths as well. And we recreated a lot of that. Well, I forgot to talk about my hair a minute and ago. We, we, and we recreated a lot of that, that traffic, not the, not the dykes on bikes thing that was, that really happened, but all of the intertwining that we did on the sidewalks, that was intertwining. Oh, we did yeah, like all the walking the, down the streets and yeah. moving out of cars mm-hmm. and going into places that was all Vancouver. Recreated. Anyway, seamless job. Really great. Really, really great. Yeah. Can we go back to my hair for one second in this prior scene? It was curl. It was like, like I had a love affair with a curling iron for the weekend. I didn't notice it. Didn't stick out. I thought Hel- I thought Helena's hair looked incredible. And I thought I loved Jenny in that hat. Yeah. I thought the hat was a little tip to like S- the S&M look too. I, that's what I thought she was sporting. Oh, I thought she was trying to pull off Madonna from... Uh, oh, I thought it was like leather daddy stuff. From Papa Don't Preach. I mean, the best look ever. That's why I thought she was emulating. Okay, so Dana gets on the float. Alice is not on the list. Can't get on the float. I'm fine with that. I go to the HRC Glad float. A guy checks out Howie. We're trying to protect him. Like, oh God, it's it's a meat market out here. Howie, be careful. Doesn't don't don't, don't I come and grab you and say let's get on the dikes on bikes? Yeah, it was your idea, and I'm like, let's go. And you and I actually got to get on the back of these big Harleys. Yeah, with these amazing. Women. Uh-huh. That was, and I'll never forget that. We had a fucking blast. That was incredible. That was special. That experience was so special. And we did the whole ride, I think, all the way, the whole, because from, from where they start to where they end, because they, don't they start, don't they kick off the ceremony? Well, we've actually been on gay pride floats and then you got to start at the beginning and go, th- you can't, you can't hop off. I know, I understand, but I'm saying dykes on, but wait, dykes on bikes launches the ceremony doesn't it isn't that the official start when the dykes on bikes do the whole thing and then everything follows i think it does i think you're right i think you're right and it goes for a good eight blocks it's long because it's slow you know you kind of it's yeah you rev up and you go fast then you stop it would be fun though if they gave them the whole street and we could just like go like 80 down Santa Monica Boulevard for a minute. With that would have been everyone fun, cheering on the sides. Alice and Dana get a, a and Jenny. We all get flyers to this Seven Stations of the Cross, which is a S and M thing, and we're interested. And the woman who was handing out these flyers, it, the reveal is that she was she was one of the BDSM master or the person you know whatever you call it, um, you know from the teaser, and she's eyeing Jenny and says, oh, I hope uh, I hope I'll see you there later. 
Alice and Dana and their adventurous sex life are like, let's check this out. Let's check it out. So we we go, we stand outside and we debate all the good things they might have. Like there's a free buffet. Tofu and chicken wings. Um, we go in and then <laughs> 30 seconds later, we go through the exit door. That was a great shot. You guys walk in one door, five seconds later, you walk out the other. I think that was my favorite moment. I mean, I guess they have their limits, right? It was great. <laughs> it was great. Erin <laughs> can really pull a face. You know what I mean? She makes me laugh. Oh, Erin's the queen of them. Yeah. Where are we? Have we been back to the hospital? Yeah, I think we're back at the hospital. And Aren't we due for a hospital visit? Yeah. Oh, I have to give... Oh, I want to give Pam Greer the, the... I mean, it's between her and Jenny in this episode of who like really holds down the camera. But she has a beautiful moment with her dad that I was like, that was really good. When she's talking to him, thinking he's asleep. Yeah, about when she was a child and he thought he was, she thought he was asleep and he woke up. But I just thought it was really. When they would go to church on Sundays and the way he was always show up in his three, his three piece suit. Three piece suit. You're right. Bet and Kit are trying to make peace with who their father is as best they can, knowing that they don't have a whole lot of time left. And that's what. I kind of felt this whole episode was about between those two. Yeah. Forgive and forget. Or just forgive. All right. Hold that thought. We'll be back in a minute. Anyway, where are we? Okay. So, well, Kate, we're at the planet. And... Is Carmen DJing? Helena. Yeah, of course. Helena walks in with Tina. Then you walk in before behind everybody's done with the parade we're all good it's basically like an after party at the planet yeah what did you notice that the planet was like the changeover the planet does is kind of amazing for whatever theme they're doing it's amazing it's like the studio 54 of weho they would just change themes i actually thought the planet had way more gay pride energy like what it really feels like on the day than the actual parade did in the episode agreed I was like, yep. now it feels like gay pride. Yep. Once we walked through the doors of the planet. Very impressive. But all the characters show up. I mean, you're there. We're there. Jenny shows up. Carmen's DJing. So, you know, obviously a lot's going to go on. So what goes on, Kate? Well, I'm going to say my favorite scene of the whole episode is a random scene, but I absolutely loved it, was when this older woman comes up to Jenny, who's standing by herself and she's sort of watching Carmen DJ off to the side. And this older woman says, uh, I don't know, what was the exact question she asked? I think Jenny wishes happy pride. And the woman says, or, or, or happy gay pride. And the woman says, or gay, sh- or gay shame. Shame with an M, not with an N. Just to be clear. No, I know. So I said shame. Yes. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, she says, yeah, because sometimes, you know, mo- lo- most people have shame as opposed to pride. It's a very random scene, but it's very sweet. And then the old woman asks Jenny to dance and Jenny says no, but then she gives her a kiss and it leads Jenny to, there was some sort of realization with Jenny in that scene that propels her to then go home. Oh, I didn't see that. Per- I, I just, just liked thought- it. It was random and sweet. Hmm, interesting. No, I like this scene. I didn't see that, that that's what pushed Jenny to leave. I mean, next scene we see her, she's at home. So something happened. Okay. Well, I think she's having, she's going through a lot. She's got to. Well, she has shame. She says more people have shame and Jenny realizes she has shame. So maybe Jenny's like, I need to investigate that because I was in the middle of it before I got interrupted by Mark and his bullshit. Is he gone yet? 
No, no. he's not. He's not. Okay, basically, here's here. I'm going to do the nutshell here. Tina runs into Alice and Dana. I don't even remember what Tina said there. She was with Helena. Basically, she's like, I'm going to bait. I'm going to. Got it. Tina's like, I'm going to date Bet still. And Helena's like, okay. So basically, Bet knows about Helena. Helena knows about Bet. And Tina's just going to get all her needs met. And everybody's clear and willing to do it. And then Helena runs into a friend. Well, it's it's Lee who is the the baby mobile gallerist. Is that the Colby? Yeah, the one we lost. I didn't realize Helena had a social life outside of Tina and her friends. That's never been established until now. We've never seen it, but we're about to see it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I guess she asked her to dance. And I think that might be the last time we see her because she probably signed on to How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. like soon after that. She would have been great on the show. It's a real freaking shame. She was on it for a little bit. Okay, then I think the big reveal here is that... Uh, Howie's a homo. Howie is dancing shirtless with a guy and he's gay. And so they have this little moment where Dana's very concerned about the whole thing. And Howie basically is like, I've been gay since I was four. It's just, it's a lot because we saw Dana go through so much and Howie basically is like, fine with it. And then he says to Dana, can you, can you tell mom and dad, which means Dana has to come out twice to those terrible parents. (laughs) But she's, she's willing to do it. And then later that evening, we cut to uh, Shane and Jenny's place and yeah, Jenny's now working on her project and once again gets interrupted by Mark and he has his keys on the table and he's ready to leave. And Jenny says, yeah, Mark leaves number four, Mark leaves number four. And Jenny says, what you did opened up something in me, a Pandora's box that I can't, that I now have to explore. And I dare you to stay. And you get to run away. And she's like, I dare you to stay. And then he scoops the keys. And I was like, damn it. I knew Jenny was going to go off the deep end a bit at the end of the season. I'm glad to be reminded where that began, where that, where that, what, what triggered that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because something in her, something in her, in her subconscious is now open that she has to, that she's been repressing and needs to deal with. I'm glad to have the origin because I forgot. No, I did too. I was actually kind of glued to that whole storyline because I was like, oh, right. Because I remember back in the day, people would like, you know, tear apart Jenny and her and her thing and all that. And yeah, I agree. The fantasies last year were maybe a little crazy and this year sometimes. But like when you get to the heart of it, like this is about assault and like, you know, that's that's a big part of who Jenny's character is. So why why the why the slamming of the character so much? Anyway, what? I don't like it. I never I don't like it. I don't either. Never did. Okay, we're back at the hospital, everybody. We're in the hospital room. Turns out Melvin has, turns out Kit, uh, not Kit, Melvin has... Prostate cancer. Late stage prostate cancer, and he is refusing treatment. And so basically they're just trying to keep him comfortable for as long as he need, as 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 he needs to be. And Tina shows up with flowers. I was half expecting Helena to, you know, try to one-up Tina with an entire florist arriving at the hotel suite. Thankfully, that didn't happen. It's Tina and Bet's slow. Yeah. They've reconciled. They're attracted to each other again. And they're ma- they're they're frustrated with Melvin for some reason. I can't remember what the reason was. Well, because here's what it is. When you think when someone's at death's door, they might have some sort of turnaround 
And he doesn't. He's the same. Oh, it's because Tina shows up and she's clearly pregnant and Bet is trying to do the dance between her father and Tina. And even as he's laying there ill. Which we've seen before. She's like, do you want to touch the baby? He's like, no, I don't. And he turns over. Mm -hmm. And it's like, can you give the man a break? I know, but give the man a break. He's sick. It's he's you know, clearly in his last stage of life, just... I did think I had the same thought, Kate, that I was a little bit like, you guys, it's really not about you right now. Just accept the fact he's not going to change and make peace with that. That's your work, not his. Right. He's also passing away slowly here. So maybe don't make it about you. Yeah, it's not about Tina. It's not about the baby. It's not about the grandchild that's coming. Or, or don't... It's not about calling Tina the right name today. Who cares? After that, we go back to the planet. Alice and Dana are dancing and Dana leans in and says, I love you to Alice. So that's been said. That was great. Nice tie in. Nice tie up to your to your story. What else? Where are we now? I'm getting lost on this. Well, then we're back at the seven. It's okay. We've got like a couple of scenes left. We're back at the seven stations of the cross where Jenny went to the S&M club after her conversation with Mark and she's right. And she gets strapped down on a on a like a basically in a cross position, but horizontally and gets her two wrists shackled to the posts. And it's it's like Jesus on the cross, but laying down. And then then they flash to her. Jenny getting assaulted as a little girl at the circus, which we've seen for two seasons. So now we understand exactly what she's been running from. Where the circus thing came from. Exactly. Yes. And so she was raped as a little girl. And we see the flash of it. And then she wants to get out of the shackles. And then she jolts up. They let her go. She jolts up and she sobs. And it was really heartbreaking. It really was. I agree. We're back at the planet. We're back at the planet, everybody. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's very like, you're like, what story am I in? What yeah, am exactly. I watching? Okay. <laughs> like, what emotion should I be feeling? I thought this was sweet. Do you want you go ahead? You talk about it. It was so sweet. Yeah. Shane goes up to Carmen and starts to answer all the questions that Carmen had asked her back in episode two that Shane refused to acknowledge. And we learned that Shane had a dog growing up named Remy. She had a brother, but they never met because they didn't grow up together. That she was put into foster care when she was nine by her mom, but she still loved her very much. I respect Carmen because she basically touched Shane's cheek and walked away. Like, you got to do more yeah, than that. Yeah, what did you think about that <laughs> choice? I, I actually wanted her to say something. I was a little, I was left a little like, oh. Yeah, Alicia, because we have two more it episodes. It was your moment. Why. What is she going to say? She's, I know. It's, we got two episodes. We're all treading water at this point because we have to maintain these storylines for another two hours. Brene Brown would have been very proud of you because it was all about vulnerability. Yes, and you right. nailed it. You that's opened right. up and let, let her in. Well, after watching all those uh, all those music video montages of herself throughout the episode, I guess she finally woke up. She had to see you had to you had to see it in real time. You had to see yourself go through it to be like, oh, that's who I am. Yeah. And then the last shot is Jenny, and she's imagining her adult self at the carnival, which means that she's going to tap into her childhood repressed memories, right, and deal with it. She's going to deal with her and pain. Again, I, uh, you know, last week was a hard one to follow, but I'm glad it didn't do a complete free fall into sadness. 
because that's where I thought it was going to go this episode. Well, they won't let you on this show. I mean, they're like, we're going to make it sad, but hey, we're at the planet. And then we're going to make it sad. Hey, we're doing, you know, if it's very my like memory that. is correct, I feel like next episode is very sad. And it I is? think it's surrounding that for the most part. Yeah. Okay. All right. No well, I'll spoil it for you, Alicia. If that isn't a reason to tune in next week to Pants, I don't know I don't what know is. What is? What'd you think? That was that was short. I, I what did I think? I thought it was a little discombobulated. I liked it though. Tonally, tonally, it's it's there. It feels like different shows, but still yeah. love it. Still I, happy I to be on it. I didn't. I didn't hate the episode. I liked it more than I thought I would. I didn't mind. No, it. I loved a lot about it. Well, thanks, everybody. We're going to see you next week. Now we're back and we're not going to have any more hiccups. We're both here. We're both going to. Well, I wouldn't. Don't make false promises. Stick to our schedule. Yeah, we are. Like, I'm not going out of town. I don't think you are. Yeah. So I know that last week was a repeat. No more repeats. It's fresh, open skies from here. All right. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. This was Pants. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Alicia Haley. Produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox. 